This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, the burdens a great wizard such as myself must bear low. But we do all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep things like, oh, I don't know, being responsible for the loss of your fellow wizard's immortality all bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. Going to therapy has taught me that I don't have to react to every emotion I feel, even though those emotions are valid. Sometimes taking a moment is all you need to respond in a way that's truer to your values. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash magic today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash magic. Life is full of personal wins. Whether it's cleaning your house, getting that dream car, or checking off your to-do list. Winning at life is a great feeling. And with the State Farm Personal Price Plan, you can keep winning when you create an affordable price just for you by bundling home and auto. So give yourself a round of applause. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the Personal Price Plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, Earth. Of all the fake podcasts, the following podcast is the fakest. But it is part of the Naval Tiger, uh, the Earwolf Network. And it continues to be pitied by, uh, sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They're a legitimate organization. If you'd like to send a care package, send it to Cards Against Humanity, 1917 North Elston, Chicago, Illinois, 60642. Care of Arnie Niekamp, Vermilion Minotaur, Town of Hogsface, Land of Foon. Someone at Cards Against Humanity will drive it over to the Burger King and shove it through the portal to Foon. I wonder who gets stuck with that trip. Claire? Kevin? Alex? Yes, I know your names. I'm watching you, Cards Against Humanity staff. Enjoy the show. Hello from the Magic Tavern, a weekly podcast from the magical land of Foon. I'm your host, Arnie Niekamp, and if you've never listened to the podcast before, this is all you need to know. A year and a couple months ago, I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King, like you do, into the fantastical, magical land of Foon. Luckily, I'm still getting a bit of a Wi-Fi signal from that Burger King through the dimensional rift, and I use that to upload a podcast I record every week here in the tavern, the Vermilion Minotaur, in the town of Hogsface, in the land of Foon. And I'm joined, as always... By my co-host. I am Usador, wizard of the twelfth realm of Ephesius, master of light and shadow, manipulator of magical delights, devourer of chaos, champion of the great halls of Tarakas. The elves know me as Felix, the dwarves know me as Zodin and Hookstanges, and I am known in the northeast as Gaswanius Maystar, and there may be other secret names that I shall ne'er reveal. Okay. If, if I were... Oh, okay. Yeah, don't. Okay. Don't reveal any names. I wasn't going to. No, but if you were think, but if if you were, were like, maybe I'll give them one if they ask. Just well, don't. I don't even know why I brought it up, so never mind. Please don't. Okay. Hey guys, uh, sorry I'm late. Oh, hey, hey. Gent. 
I was uh, just hanging out with I got, I got a new uh, new group of friends. A new oh. group of friends. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. It's just uh, I've been hanging out. I got a uh, uh, me and two other kings, two other animal kings. Two other been. animal. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, Chunt is king of the badgers. King of the badgers still. And uh, I've been hanging out with Angelo. He's the king of the ottermen. Uh-huh. Um, he he rules the Ottoman Empire, uh-huh. and then uh, there's also Jeremiah, the King of the Horses. King of the Horses. Yeah, we've been oh. hanging out. We've been causing some trouble, getting up to some goose and gags, and we call ourselves the since we're all kings, the uh-huh. Insane Crown Posse. Oh no, Jugga, no. <laughs> what? The Insane Crown Posse. Yeah, because we're crazy. We get up to we'll like go somewhere in disguise, and like sure. as someone's talking, we'll interrupt and be like, "Silence." A message from the king, and then we'll take their drinks and throw them against the wall. Oh, wow. It sounds awful, frankly. I mean, it sounds really destructive. But then we buy them two drinks to make up for the one drink we oh, threw. Oh, well, that's, that's better. So I have a question about the king of the horses. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah, is he... So is he king of Grimhoof? Of course. And Grimhoof is the... Grimhoof, the fifth fastest horse in Foon, and my boon companion. Wow. Uh, Jeremiah is the second fastest horse in Foon. Who is the fastest horse in food. Well, it changes a lot. You know, they run races and they figure out who's fastest right now. Right now, it's uh, Serendipity. <laughs> That's the name? Yep, Serendipity. Wow, Serendipity. Serendipity, coming around the corner. Serendipity, taking the lead. Serendipity wins! Oh, wow. So there's a king of every type of animal? Oh, yeah. And then there's, but there's multiple human kings, and I don't... Well, why? How could there not be a king of every type of animal? Do you want anarchy everywhere? Oh. What if there's no king of the cows and they uh, they just decided to, like, run wherever they wanted and stab whoever they wanted? <laughs> the cows are stabbing people? If they don't have a king, most certainly. Uh, well, it's, I guess I don't want anarchy. Uh, speaking of kings, this is a tough time. There was news we got this week that we had known that we had known nothing about before this. Why are you putting your hand up to your neck uh, and waving it back and forth? I'm just saying I'm just saying that we got some new news that we didn't know about before that good king Albane Belleroth, king of the northeast, passed away recently. Very sad. Very oh, sad. yes. Yes, we were not involved in that in any way. In fact, I am just hearing about this. You are just hearing about sad. this. Yes. And related to that news, I'm excited about our guests that come from the Belleroth court. I'm excited to have back Princess Trachea Aurelia Belleroth, daughter to King Albane. Arnold. My, Arnie. My, Arnold. Uh, uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, we are my, so sorry for your loss. Yes, yeah, my condolences about the death of your father. Save your breath. My father is not to be mourned. Mm. He is now but a carpet to walk across to my true path to power. Yeah. Okay. If I could make him like one of those charming zebra skin rugs where the body is flat but the head is still upright and three-dimensional and throw him across my floor, I would do it. Mm. Wow. Those are charming. That is right. So I guess I didn't really think about the fact that King Albane dying means that Princess Trachea Aurelia is that much closer to being in charge of the throne. How is your mother doing? Does she she, she need comforting? Indisposed in her grief. And by mm. grief, I mean intercourse. Yes, yes. We all grieve differently. Sure, of course. Yeah. She grieves with her crotch. Oh, okay. Well, mm. hmm. well, you know what? Man, we're I also grieve so bad. All of a sudden, it just hit me. I just I want to grieve. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know what? We're not just joined by Princess 
Trachea Aurelia Belleroth. We're also joined by Benedict Whisperbrew. Yes, Arnie, it's so wonderful to be back here. I'm back and better than ever. So, Benedict, mm-hmm. you... Now, it's been a while since we've talked to you. So, you used to be the eunuch... The chief eunuch of the court of the Belaros. I, I was the chief eunuch in the court of the Belaros, and then, Arnie, when you refused my uh, summons to attend uh, Queen Titania in the uh, dance of the satiated hippogriff, I was demoted. My mm-hmm. arch nemesis and rival, Duncan Brittlebrains. Uh, Duncan Brittlebrains? Duncan Brittlebrains. Uh, he, he and I were roommates at, at Eunuch Academy, and uh, uh-huh. we were always neck and neck to see who would be the best eunuch. Oh, Always outdoing each other in uh, the fleshless mound competition. The I'm sorry uh, to interrupt. What is the fleshless mound competition? It's just who has the best fleshless mound twixt their thighs. Ah, uh, what makes for the best fleshless mound? Is it? It's a, it's a, it's a lot. Of, it's texture. It's surface area. Mm. It's hue. It's. Uh, General ambiance. If 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 you have the best hue, can you get like a scholarship or some kind of money? Yes. Oh yes. Oh, some sort of like Hugh Grant. Yeah, like a Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You usually need to get two weeks' notice when you have the uh, Hugh Grant application. Yes. Ah. Uh, wow. So, but so your 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 rival. Brittle. I mean, he's my friend, and he's. You know what? I don't. I don't like to speak ill of any eunuch. Uh, I feel like eunuchs need to stick together. He's great at what he does. You know, mm-hmm. he plays the political game. I, I, don't, I don't like to do that kind of thing. I, I just like to let my relationships evolve organically. But, you know, Duncan's, he's, he's a hustler and more power to him. So, Benedict, what have you been up to then? The past three months has been more pleasure than any eunuch has a right to know because I have been under the apprenticeship of this amazing magnetic... Oh, stop. Harris, no, stop. Oh, I, no, S- stop. Oh. Speak only facts, Ben. I have been conspiring with Princess Trachea on ways to kill her brother. <gasps> Correct. Oh. Correct. Benedict found me out on my trail, searching for my worthless placeholder of a brother. Mm-hmm. I just followed the boneless rugs of yes. animals and peasants yes. in her wake. Coincidentally, I have inter- introduced you to... The delicious taste of eating king animals. They are oh. more delicious than peasant animals. Makes sense. And oh they are harder to kill, therefore more delicious. And that's how we eat mm-hmm. as we travel down the road looking for dumpling. They oh, wow. eat, eat all the best chair, foods, mm-hmm. so they, you know, they, they everything you know rolls up. So they, all they, everything, everyone. You know, gives them their best things that they grow or find, yes. and then the king eats the best. Eats king animal. Mm-hmm. And after we have sated ourselves with its royal meat, then we find whatever villager best resembles my good-for-nothing brother, yeah. and we slaughter him so that I might know a mere whisper of the feeling of what it will be like when I kill him. Your brother. Tom Blaine Belleroth is ahead of you in the order of secession to Indeed, be the king. Indeed, and he eludes me still. But we are hot on his trail. Hot on his trail. And we have a conspiracy to finally get him in our clutches. We do. And remove all obstacles to Trachea's path to power once and for all. Wouldn't this be considered 
I don't know. Is heresy the right word? Wouldn't this be considered treason? Is that the right word? Closer to treason, yes. That sounds right. Arnold, I don't get involved in your family squabbles. That's fair. I don't know what type of shenanigans went on with you and your parents or this wife you talk of. So I appreciate it if you do not get involved in my family squabbles. Oh, and, you know, Foon has a a marvelous history of royalty killing family members. (laughs) And I mean, I... I well remember when Albane was a boy and he strangled his two triplet brothers. His two triplet? Oh, I see. Yes, he was... He was oh, Sorry, I'm he, not great at math. Uh, the the Belleroth triplets were the, the best and the brightest, and mm. there was uh, your, your uncle... Wyrax. Wyrax. Wyrax and Crichton. Mm. And, and Wyrax was just... a beautiful youth and, mm-hmm. and Crichton of course well he was he was he the was, thinker he was yes he was the brains <laughs> yeah, I, and we saw his brains we saw his brains scattered on we did that's on a sh- his wall that's a shame because I'd rather Wyrax wouldn't you Wyrax why very few people on earth are loving that one very maybe regionally specific oh, people on earth you know what you're so beautiful that oh. I just sometimes get lost and I I, I don't always understand your wordplay but I'm just struck by your magnetic good looks. Thank you, Benedict. I, I always forget. We should have you back more often because it's a real it's a real ego boost for me. Oh. Also, chicken kings are like a dime a dozen. Yes, yes. They, and they, they have such a fluency of monarchy in the chicken world. They do, they do. But each one is more delicious than the one before and the one before that. And a few months ago, we were fortunate enough to eat uh, a bovine king. Uh-huh. And then we were, in that very same day, we were able to reach into a stream with our bare hands and catch a trout king. And we had surf and turf. Oh, oh that's wow. Clint. That's Clint. Clint? That's my friend Clint. Trout king? Yeah. How do you know if an animal is the king of those animals? They're wearing a crown. They wear a Don't crown. be stupid. They wear very what a Arnold. stupid question. <laughs> oh, Arnold, you seven-foot mountain of, of pure beauty. Yeah. Uh, P.S. This crown on my head is just a little toy that I have. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. And and no one would want to eat a badger anyway. Badgers Someone probably. Someone might want to. If it was if it was the feast of St. Pedalypats. Yes. Is it, right, is, it, is it the Feast of St. Pedalypats right it now? Is, it is it's, in three days' time. three days' time. So, I mean, Ooh. it is um, St. Pedalypats Eve Eve. Eve. So, yes. yes. Oh, so that, yeah, that would be the That'd marvelous be, time. That would, to be make, ma- that would be the right time. What, who is St. Pedalypats? She was the woman who introduced badgers into Foon. Yes. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. How did, like, introduce them into Foon? Like, hey, welcome to Foon. Yes. Yes, that's yes. right. Before, the animal kingdom was, was very um, isolated. There were silos of animals, and they didn't really intermingle. In. And St. Pilly Pat, she was a marvelous woman. She just said, let's have a party, and I'm going to introduce... Like a bad- mixer. Yes, yes, a meet and greet, I think sometimes they're called. And, um, and they played icebreaker games. And Oh, wow. Yes. But anyway, uh, Trachea and I, as I said, we have a little plot to yeah. get we do. We do. Thomas into our trap. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, we are in no way on uh, Tom Blaine's side, so we would we would love to hear what your plan is. Well, first, I would like to ask all your lowly, pathetic listeners to please send any information they might have about his whereabouts to me, because I would like to be home at the castle, mm-hmm. redecorating for my rule. What are some of the things you want to redecorate in the castle? I find the throne room to be lacking. Mm-hmm. I would lacking like what? Lacking decor. Ah. Oh, wow. Is it very spare? 
It's barely decorated. It's very austere. It's very austere. It's a and lot I, of stone. And I feel that when people come to see their ruler, they should immediately have a sense of fear and power wash over them. Yeah. What I would like to do is have the heads of all noblemen dangling from their innards Ooh. from the ceiling. I would rather that than the vulgar tapestries that my father enjoyed. All the noblemen. All of them. All the noblemen, yes. All of and them. And we would hang them by their intestines. By their intestines. Uh-huh. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. And we would have it lower, probably at like eight stone high, so that they would have to, that you'd be literally hitting your forehead against those oh, that boy. have been. Tete a tete. If you hang all the noblemen up in such a fashion, who would continue to be members of your court? It would just be Benedict and myself. Because we feel that the smaller the circle, the greater the power. I have no need for opinions. I have no need for anyone as my counsel. I just need someone to help hang the heads, and Benedict has a, have, a rather keen knack for that. I have wonderful interior design schools. Well, uh, I understand what you're saying about the sm- smaller the circle, the, yes. the better the power. Yes. Um, but I also believe um, that the greater number of circles, the better. So... Why don't the three of us form a second circle to help you out? Uh, are you trying to get us closer <laughs> to what, what's going on? I'm just trying to not get eaten. I'm yeah. trying to offer okay. services. Okay, sure. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Chunt. And, you know, we feel that we can trust you, so we're going to tell you our plot you to capture Tom. Oh, wonderful. So we'll have two tight circles. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Now, Tom... <laughs> You're a big fan of two tight circles. I am. Uh, Tom is currently pursuing a career in the dramatic arts. What? This is news to us. Yes, no, no, never heard of it. Come, come, come. The Robins have reported his paltry little disguise as Tom the Traveler. We did know his desperate attempt to win a Tosser Award and how he's really just courting the Academy, trying to... Pathetic. Have you even read any of his most recent reviews? No, what were some of the reviews? Well, the one that a dear enemy of mine sent me through Feathergram said that his most recent portrayal in a play called uh, Death of a Salesman, uh-huh. which is, of course, about a man who gets turned into the sail of a ship and is forced to live out eternity as a piece of cloth <laughs> wow. blowing in the wind. Uh-huh. And I saw it when Hunkroth Marco Blue premiered it, and he was, he, was, he, was, he was a delight. Yes. Wasn't that play written by a miller? Yes, yes, he he was a flower maker, and then he decided that he, you know, he had a story in him, as we all do. (laughs) Well, they said that my dear brother's portrayal of the salesman was about as lively as the massacre of Ten Fork. (laughs) Yes. Sounds like a For you history buffs know exactly (laughs) how lively that was. The massacre of Tin Fork was a very bland, dull affair. Very, barely. (laughs) As massacres go. As massacres go. It was the slowest massacre in Funian history. Wow. It was a slow poison that many people ingested and it took them weeks to die. Well, you know what? I'm very excited to hear more of, like, literally the entirety of your plan to find Tom Blaine Bellarup. But let's take a quick break and then we'll hear more about it. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. 
all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah, you know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now listen to Blemish. Do you like rooster's feet, rainbow bowls, triple distilled mead, aged in custom casks made from the parched skulls of my enemies? Of course you do. So come to the Vermilion Minotaur today. We're tapping and making new enemy casks every day. We're on the bloodline next to McShingleshane Forest. So what is your plan? So what's going on, guys? Well, we know that Tom is obsessed with the idea of winning a Tosser Award. So Never going to happen, by the way. It's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. So we have written a script that is just pure Tosser bait. And we are holding auditions. Uh And we've sent it to his agent. And it's got it's got everything you think of when you think of a Tossa Award winning mm-hmm. script. Sure. It mm-hmm. would require this role for him to gain weight. Yeah. Then he would have to have prosthetic makeup to appear mm-hmm. uglier. Then he would also have to be mentally handicapped and mm-hmm. use a weird sort of deaf voice. He would have to be turned into a an object. Yes. He would have to do a monologue about a memory that makes him happy. Two. Yes. He would have to dance in the aisles during intermission. Three. Three. All of intermission. Oh, yeah. Oh, all. Because that's normally a time yes. for the well, actor. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, if, but if, if someone was, if an actor was dancing in the aisles of the intermission, wouldn't, if, and you were on the, on the tosser board, wouldn't yeah. you say, they deserve a tosser? They, yeah. they go the extra mile. Yeah. yeah. That's that's why that's why Charlize Heron won uh, her tosser. Charlize Heron? Yes. What 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 play did she win a tosser for? Uh, she won, of course, uh, for um, uh, the birds. <laughs> sure. Which I'm sure you are a huge fan of. You. Said. Oh, I love birds. I know. I yeah. love birds so much, except for the fucking starlings. All right. So you so you've written a to- real tosser bait. It's yes. so we've written that. We've, we've posted notices about an open casting call for mm-hmm. the lead. When he arrives at the theater that day for his cold reading. Oh, I've seen these notices in the bar here. They, it's, but it says that it's written by Sam the Shepherd. Yes. yes. Oh, oh yes. We picked a name that is not our own to publish yes. underneath. Oh yeah, wow. Would you mind? I'm just really curious about this play, and I don't have time to read it myself. Mm. Would you mind the two of you just doing a, a scene from this play? Oh, I don't I, You have all sorts of time. <laughs> I don't. You have nothing but time. No, I, look, 
I just want—I just want to hear them do a little oh. bit of the play. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, we could, we could dazzle you with some of our handiwork. Yes, I have—I have two copies Thank of the you. script here. You go back. Thank you, Benedict. Would you like to play the title role of Elizabeth? Yes, and would you please play the part of Schmierna? Yes. Now. To give you a little frame of reference for what's going on in uh, this place. This is from scene 17 yes. at 41. Yes. Wow. Yelzebub and Schmerner. This is a long play, it seems like. Well, it's that's tosser bait uh, for you, you know. Oh, yeah. So what's going on here is that our two characters have been confined in a dungeonous cell for nine years together. Their bodies have fallen in love, but their minds are still torn apart by mm. the ravages of war. Wow. So I'm uh, once again, I'm playing the part of... And, and you are Shmirna. Yes. Red leather, yellow leather, blood, blood, yellow leather, blood, blood. Many ready. mumbling mice, many mumbling mice. This is such a weird hard. scene. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell lines? what's going on. Yeah. We're just, we're just, we're just preparing. We're just oh, okay, okay. I don't come to the badger factory and slap horse genitals out of your mouth. You did that one time. I did. That was on a dare. That was that was a classic eunuch academy prank. And I was like, I'm just getting started. And this guy walks in with all the confidence of a monster and just knocks the horse to get on my mouth. Yes. Oh, Duncan Brittlebanes. That that was a that was a dare at eunuch academy. All right. Action. Also, I should let you know there is a badger factory. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. I'm very okay. excited to see this. Hear this scene. And scene. My arm misses your arm. What are you trying to do, woman? I'm just trying to feel again instead of so numb. Every inch of me yearns to be with you, but my brain, my brain still remembers what happened in the war. You talk like my brain doesn't also remember the things of your brain. Our brains are fused together. I know. When that bomb went off and fused our brains and separated our bodies, part of me died. But part of me came alive. Oh, God. The God's, the God's going to be gone for another eight hours. Let's put our toes together like we used to. God. Calcified goodness of your toenail is all the pleasure that this foot needs. And all the pleasure of my toenails is yours. Oh, lady. Shmina, thank you. Thank you for not packing that toenail clipper when we went off to jail. Elzebun, you know I took that out of my bag so that I could make more room for your things because you pack heavier than I do. Uh, I'm a hoarder. I'm a hoarder. I hoard feelings. Wait. I'm having a vision of the war. It hurts. It's gone. What did you see, lady? That oh, was wow. Wow, incredible. I mean, can you imagine? Can you, if you were a struggling actor, yeah. you yes. read that scene? You now, uh, like, you've written such a wonderful play, and and it almost completely made sense. And I think your performance was so amazing, so amazing, that why would you let anyone else perform it? Yeah. Have you two considered? Mounting this play yourselves. Oh, yeah. I will not be tempted by the bright lights of fame like my good-for-nothing brother. But your performance was so vibrant and so filled with emotion and the connection that you two have is palpable. Oh, Mary's yeah. Side. If I were on the board, if I if my vote counted, I would give you both tossers immediately. Take care. Benedict, don't. 
trachea. Don't give in to these feeble words. I mean, the fact Stick that... Stick ben- to the plan. The fact that Benedict is a eunuch, but in a southern foonish accent, he said, every inch of me yearns for you. I believe for a moment yeah. that he had inches to yearn. Yeah. And I do not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But sometimes, fate approaches us and gives us an opportunity... And if we do not open that door, that door may not be available again. Also in the words of Nora Ephron from My World, mm-hmm. don't dream tomorrow, dream today. Nora Ephron. That, that affected me. When you just said the words of that Nora Ephron, that, that I, I feel a burning in, in my, my aorta. I have, a, I have a heartburn. And I'm ready to embrace my power as an actor, and Trachea, if we put this on and win the tosses, which we will, <laughs> you know that Tom is going to be there, and we can, we can have some nightshade. We can have a poison dart. We could have a garroting device. Just think of the drama. Don't tempt me with devices of torture. You know they're my weakness. You know how I dream of having him get to that last scene in the audition and then having someone tell him he's getting a callback and then have him show up for the callback and then tell him that there's been a rewrite and make him learn those lines and then when he comes in to read those new lines at his callback, I chop off his head with a dull pair of scissors. Wow. Ooh, a headshot. Oof. Well, Benedict, Princess Trachea Aurelia Belleroth, I'm just saying, think about it. You know, think about whether you want to have this play be just a trap for Tom Blaine or whether you want to do the one thing that would hurt him the most, which is get a tosser before he does. Deny not the world your talent. I hear what you're saying, and as always, it's a challenge to weigh my bloodlust with my lust for fame. It's a Belleroth trait, and I yeah. can't turn my back on it. Benedict, if you truly want this, and you'll agree that I can make my brother's death even more gruesome and humiliating than I've ever dreamed, I suppose we can put this play on together. Get out your stretching racks. It looks like we're putting on a show. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, to celebrate, let's open some of these packages. We, we keep, we've gotten, we've, we, let's catch up on some of these packages that people have been shoving through the dimensional portal behind the Burger King. Well, Usador, I, I, what, do, what do you got? Well, I'll start. I have a letter here from a Brittany Bruno. It's addressed to Arnie on the front. Oh. But then on the back, there's a cute little star. It's made out of some sort of material I don't recognize. Ooh, and a it's, Bruno star? Exactly. Uh, And it says, uh, Usador and Chunt are invited as well. So I assume there's some sort of invitation inside. I'm getting in here now. Uh, Let's see what we've got. Uh, Yes, sir. Don't panic. It's an invite to a shiny wedding shindig. Brittany Bruno and Austin Denson will explore the final frontier of their relationship. Marriage. Star date 9416263. What is a star date? A star date is... Oh, then, then it says here, star date or July 23, 2016, 6 p.m. It sounds, Usador, like you have been invited to... I think we all three have to, been invited. It sounds like the three of us have been invited to a science fiction wedding yeah. based on a very famous science fiction franchise on Earth called Star Wars. Uh, uh, yes, uh, cosplay is encouraged. 
What is cosplay? Uh, costume play. So dressing up in elaborate costumes. So basically, Usador, if you went to this wedding, you would want to dress up as your character from Offices and Bosses. Uh, let me, I got a package here. This is, uh, it said it was addressed to Arnie, but uh, since I have it, we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, it says, for Arnie Niekamp from Greg Davis, Lexington, Kentucky. It says, Arnie, beware of Usador and Chunt. You never know when in this land of Foon one might suddenly but inevitably betray you. And it's a picture of two horses in a pasture. And inside the box, it's two... Two monsters. Two wingless dragons. I don't know what that means. It seems very ominous. Are you guys going to betray me? Those are dinosaurs, actually, not... Which, which, as you know, I've explained before, dinosaurs are just boring dragons. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well... I- Guys, you're not going to betray me, are you? No. Never. I got another package here. It says, To Chunt, Eustor, and Arnie, your podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern, is my new obsession. I look forward to the weekly installments. I have sent you some candy bars to review. I work at a place called Zingerman's Deli, and we make our own candy bars. Zingerman's Deli is in Ann Arbor, Michigan, the same city that your t-shirt supplier's in. That's great. Huh. There are enough for everyone. Please enjoy. If you ever make it back to Earth, come to the deli, and I will give you my employee discount from Victoria. That's oh, wow. Nice. That's great. What are some of what are they what do they look like? These are called Zang bars, and there's one that's called What the Fudge? Cashew Cow. Chichi's Chow serving Cashew Cow. Oh wow. What about you, Yusidar? Uh, I received a package here. It appears to be it, it's on the front it says Love from Freely Industries. Then inside it says Hello Anonymous Sponsors. If you could pass these through the portal to Ani Chunton Yusidor, that would be amazing. Adrian. Arnie Chunt and Usador. We felt Chunt's current plight required more than a brown ribbon, so we designed a special curse awareness pin complete with subtle buttholes. Ooh, I love me some subtle, subtle buttholes. buttholes. For wearing to all occasions, smart or casual. The tossers would be a perfect example. If those make it to you, tag us at Frilly End so we know the portal is still active. Heart Adrian. There's a little box here with a beautiful little Frilly seal on it. And then inside it says curse awareness, and there are little buttons, and they've got a little uh, subtle butthole on them. <laughs> that is yes. amazing. Ah, the Very nice. Butthole. Thank you. All right, I got one more here. Uh, it's a card. It says, hi, Chunt. I hope you like and enjoy the backpack. Oh, it's a backpack with a bunch of badgers on it. Ooh, a pack for my back to carry my subtle butthole. <laughs> it is meant to be Chunt on the outside and a rainbow ball on the inside. It's rainbow color on the inside. Thanks for the podcast laughs, laughs each week. I look forward to hearing more. Catherine. Uh, P.S. You may need to iron iron it since it was folded in the mail. Also, I would have made Usador one, but wizard fabric is tacky as fuck. Mm. How dare you? No, it is, it's very tactile. It's, it's, very, it's, sticky. Yes. very sticky. Thank you, Catherine Morrissey. This is awesome. I wonder if she made this. Wow, that's amazing. She yeah. should design our outfits for the torsos. This is awesome. Thank you so much for everybody that's sending us stuff, especially those of you that are trying to get us to advertise your things. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Usador, can I ask? Yes, of course. Who are you wearing? Uh, this is a... This is a Usador. You made that. Yes, yes. Mostly I, mostly I find things in dungeons and then just put them on. Sometimes they make me stronger, sometimes they don't. I think you've got some ooze on you. It's very possible. I have to get it off. Well, this episode introduced a lot of fanciful new information. You can almost hear some freelance Wikipedia editor staining themselves. 
They say some opera singers can shatter glass, but only one person can make a glass lose interest. And that would be Matt Young, who plays Usador the Blue. Long ago, a farmer left an oversized grease-stained sweatshirt out in the cabbage patch. And that grew up and became Adel Refai, who voices Chunt. Princess Trachea Aurelia Belleroth was played by Megan O'Neill, who performs regularly with, you guessed it, World News Tonight. Can you imagine the cast members of World News Tonight who haven't been on Hello from the Magic Tavern yet? Make no mistake, you are comedy poison. Benedict Whisperbrew was played by Brendan Dowling, who performs with the Improvised Shakespeare Company. Have you ever wondered how close you are to someone who contributed handsomely to the Veronica Mars feature film Kickstarter? Well, after listening to Brendan, you're one degree closer. And Blemish was played by Martin Wilson, who might not be on this show so often if Arnie weren't so terrified of conflict. Craig, I think that tiny key from last week is about to make its grand reappearance. Take the baton. Okay, Hello from the Magic Tavern was produced by Arnie Niekamp, Evan Jacover, and Ryan D. Georgie. This one edited by Evan Jacover. Music by Andy Poland, logo by Allard Laban, additional audio effects by Jason Knox, and production assistance by Garrett Schultz. Visit us at hellofromthemagictavern.com or on Facebook or Twitter. And thanks to the Chicago Podcast Co-op and Earwolf. Oh, don't forget, we have a live show July 9th at Stage 773 in Chicago. Uh, more info on that at teamstarkid.com slash firebringer. It's going to be a really exciting show, and there will be a chunts night as part of it. So if you've been waiting for that, definitely be there. Uh, oh, also, uh, this may sound like a joke, but there is actually Magic Tavern hot sauce in the real world that exists that you can buy and put on your food if you want. Uh, we have... Arnie's I Don't Wanna Taco About Earth Stuff, Chipotle Crushed Pepper Sauce, Chunt's Double B Hole Surprise, Cayenne Pepper Hot Sauce, and Usador the Blue's Devourer of Chaos, Garlic Habanero Crushed Pepper Sauce. They're currently featured on the front of GetHotSauced.com. That's the past tense of sauced with an E-D, GetHotSauced.com. You gotta try it. They're pretty good. No dice, Craig. It was just a tiny jade figurine of a puma. Which makes me wonder, who's got time for a story? I feel like you told me this before, and it was an emerald puma, but maybe that was a different puma. How many pumas... You know what? I don't want to know. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But... This story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder... Had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.